Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast, everybody. Uh, back from Christmas break. I hope everybody... <laughs> I hope everybody had a lovely holiday. Uh, this episode, I take a break from talking about my father's dementia. I give you guys a break and myself a break because we've been talking about it a lot. And I interview one of my friends from High Times, Miss Jackie Stang, and we talk... A lot of shit, y'all. We talk about Weinstein. We talk about women's suffrage. And we talk about scissoring. And Mary Poppins. What a fun episode. Stay tuned. It's coming up next on the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Again, well, it's over now. Uh, literally, Christmas is over now. I hope you guys had a lovely holiday. Uh, I decided to not talk about my dad's dementia, so each time I do, I have decided to have somebody shock me from the other side of the room. I'm wearing a dog collar, so every time I mention my dad's dementia, ah, just kidding, nobody's zapping me. I <laughs> I'm at my mom's house in Syracuse. And I had a lovely holiday. Before we get into the interview, which was a lot of fun to talk with one of my girls about life, liberty, and the pursuit of love and uh, pussies, I decided to tell you guys about where I'm going to be. Coming up is New Year's Eve. That's the next holiday. And guess what? You can spend it with me, y'all. You can spend it with Miss Jessie Mae. I will be in San Diego at the American Comedy Company the 29th, 30th, and 31st. You can go to AmericanComedyCo.com for tickets. You can go to JessieMay.com for tickets. That's the 29th, 30th, and 31st of December. Come ring in the new year with some cheer and beer and jokes. This girl, Jessie May, will be on stage entertaining you guys. I will also, for the first time, be performing in Denver, Colorado. I'm so excited. It's going to be at the Denver Comedy Works. The... 14th, let me wait, let me get these dates right. Let me open up my iCal. We're doing the Martin Luther Day, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, which is the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Denver Comedy Works. You can go to jessiemay.com for tickets for that as well. Also, I'm going to be in San Francisco. I produced a show for the Sketchfest. I'm so excited about It's called The Seven Deadly Sins. It's featuring seven comics. We each talk about a sin. We pick a stage. We pick a sin from a box on stage, much like the movie Seven. Um, what a great idea. It's going to be a box on stage, and there's going to be a bunch of things inside of the box that correlate with the sin, and the comedians have to perform based off of whatever sin they pick out. How genius is that? My boyfriend came up with that idea. That's right. Jesse May's got a boyfriend. More on that later. But... That's going to be at the Cobbs Comedy Club, January 26th, showtime at 7.30, jessiemay.com for tickets. And if you guys want to win free tickets, you just email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com, and I pick a few select winners. So you pick your show. I'll let you know if you won. I'm also going to be, the beginning of February, February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I will be doing a mini tour through Michigan. I will be at The Loft in Lansing, Michigan on the 1st. I will be at The Wealthy in Grand Rapids, Michigan on the 2nd. And then I'll be at Crowfoot 
in Detroit, Michigan on the 3rd. What the fuck? Hopefully there's not like real crow's feet. That's real gross. Have y'all heard about the crow's funeral? Man, crows aren't as crusty as we think. They're actually very developed creatures. Birds are reptilian, y'all. They're old. They got some traditions. Crows, crows actually have a funeral. It's very sophisticated. <laughs> they lay out hors d'oeuvres. They have weird ants that come and cry on your shoulder that you haven't seen in years. Oh, you really care that she died? You haven't been around in a long time, bitch. All of a sudden you showed up because there's free crudite and you, you're crying on my shoulder. Your crusty crudite crow cries all up on my shoulder. I don't know why I'm talking about crows. I, uh, yeah, so please come out and see my shows. I'm very excited to be performing. Uh, I do meet and greets for the most part, at every single show, unless, you know, I got the sharts. Sometimes when I perform, I get the sharts, so, you know, I got to shoot off stage real fast. My holidays were lovely, but I said I wasn't going to talk about my dad's dementia, so I can't go into my holidays until next week. So I'm taking a break this week, but I'll get back on it next week, and I'll tell you all about my holiday things. What's the matter, Bunny? Are you going to take a shit on the carpet? These dogs, I got to tell you, I've stepped in more Tootsie Rolls around this goddamn house than ever. It's like they're just getting hand-fed from the table, which I don't do. Motherfuckers are just feeding them from the table. No, don't do that, okay? My dogs are fine. Give them their cute little treats on the floor. Please don't give them slices of ham hock right from the kitchen table, okay? I'm raising sophisticated animals, sophisticated crows, all sophistication all the time. <laughs> uh, this episode is, was a lot of fun. I sit down, I sit, I sit down, I sat down with my girl, Jackie Stang, who has befriended me, uh, she's given me work, she found me on the street corner, <laughs> she uh, was a fan, and has become a friend, and has also become a professional collaborator, I bounce a lot of ideas off of her, and she is the reason I've hosted a couple of the High Times Cannabis Cups. I did the San Bernardino Cup, I did the Flint, Michigan Cup, and I did the Harvest Cup that just happened with Adam Ill, and she's given me just a, loads of work and love and support and friendship, and she's just a, an amazing person, and super talented, and just has all these amazing aspects that a human being can wish to have uh, as a woman, and just as a person in general, and so we sat down at her apartment that overlooked the ocean. And we talked about life. We talked about Harvey Weinstein's balls. We talked about scissoring. We talked about women's suffrage. And we even got into a little Mary Poppins stuff that I didn't know about. So I, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of Sharp Tongue Podcast with the marvelous, talented, lovely, sexy, beautiful Jackie Stang. Bow, chicka, bow. here on your comfy, adorable couch. Are we recording? Yeah, we are. I, I get right into it. Hey! You got to, right? You got to get right into it, damn it. You know what I'm saying? I just told you a very embarrassing story about tampons <laughs> that you told me I needed to tell people, and I'm not sure I need to. I mean, you you know what? You could think about it. You could sleep on it. It's funny <laughs> as shit, though. And I think it could help with... <laughs> I think it could help women in the future, and, you know, that's important. I'll think about it by the end of this. If I feel like they need to know, okay. 
what happened with the tampons. Some of you are probably already making your own conclusions or drawing <laughs> your own conclusions because there's not much that can happen with tampons. Notice how she said tampons. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> there are multiple occasions where there are incidents with tampons. I can't be trusted is my problem. Tampons can't be trusted. Lo- like- lonely. Loneliness is real. Guys, I fucked a tampon. I got pregnant from a tampon. My, my secret's out. That's a sexy tampon. That is a really sexy tampon with no balls. Balls are gross. I like balls. Do you? I do. Well, I like my husband's balls. He's got good set? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Stang. <laughs> I like balls um, because I think, well, it's a very vulnerable part of a man. It is. So you can, like, it's a weapon, really. Yeah. For women. Yeah. It's like, it's it's their ovaries hanging out. Exactly. <laughs> it's what our ovaries would look like if we had them showing, like bedazzled. I really feel like. Do you ever think about having a, a dick? All the time. Right? All, I mean, men think about having a vagina. They have to. They must. That's why they're obsessed. They are obsessed with it. Um, but yes, I think about dick, having a dick. Do you think yours. Is, I think mine would be pretty big. I'm Sicilian. What's your background? Irish. Ooh, you could go either way. Mm, I could go either way. Uh, <laughs> I have big boobs. Does you, that you have great mean boobs. I'd have a big dick? I think it'd be balanced, yeah. I yeah. think you'd be well-stocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you, like, show it to people? I kind of get it why guys flash. Like, hey, look, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> or just play with it. Like, yeah. I was on the beach the other day, and this kid was just fucking, like, hitting his bean, right? He's just, like, slapping it. Really? And that's just, be- you know, he's just exploring. He's like, hey, what is this? He's new to his penis. His penis is new to him. How old was he? He was jerking it. <laughs> he was um, jerking it for real? No, he was just like slapping it. Jesus. Uh, um, Where's his mom? She is it like a neglectful she's thing? Like hoping he <laughs> keeps going into the ocean. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Make it more salty. Make the ocean more salty. I don't know. Was he young? Ish. Let's say eight. I mean, you know, at some point they're gonna find it. Yeah. My my nephew, he does this like flicky thing with his hand. He's like, oh, what's that down there? Yeah, they pull on it. I mean, yeah, they do the Yankee thing. Just like pull on it. See, vaginas, you can't really just like. No, then you gotta like wash your hands. Yeah, it's not like you can't just hang on to it, Al Bundy style. Sometimes I do when I'm sleeping. I do that. I wake up and my I'm legit Al Bundy like this. My boyfriend makes fun of me because I'm always like just hanging out like a total slob. It's comforting. You know what I just realized about you? Why you and I get along so well? Why we like each other? We're very similar when it comes to like. The feminine, masculine balance. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I are like kind of in the middle there. Yeah. Because you're like, you've got this like tomboyish vibe. Mm-hmm. Like you're a down chick. You're chill. I'm down. I'm Did you that, always? I'm not that down. <laughs> she ain't no DTF. Means no. She is married, y'all. Stop. <laughs> in the name of love. Oh my God, I'm a singer. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> Don't, I really wish I could sing. Do you, do you ever like. I can sing well enough. Well, an ex-fuckhead boyfriend told me once that I can sing well enough to be Britney Spears' backup singer. That's, but you know, and I'm going to take that as a severe compliment. because also, I hate myself, so I just assume <laughs> it's awful. No, it sounds good because if you think about it, because Britney, no offense to Britney, she's not necessarily a singer as much as she is a performer. 
was. So she was. So she needs good backup singers. So maybe he's saying you're that good because she, you know she needs no. Nope. Okay. No, he was hating on me. All right. So I I love I fucking love to sing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, last night, uh, <clears throat> oh god, I had to fall asleep to Mary Poppins. The movie? Yeah, the movie. The the oh, original? Mary- yes. Wait, uh, remind, is it Jude? <sighs> Who plays Mary Poppins? Um, what's her name? That badass bitch. Yeah, what's her name? Oh, God, I'm Julie gonna. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. God, that movie is so fucking magical. It is and poignant. So I was watching it because, you know, shit's cray. And I was like, I just need to feel good. Yeah, Mary you need Poppins something simple. Is one of those movies. I know every word. I sang, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get Matt to put, turn on Mary Poppins. There's no fucking way. Did he watch it with you? He did. He fell asleep. See, that's a beautiful it thing about right to sleep. the stoner life. I feel like you can just get down with any movie. You're like, yeah. Mary Poppins? Yeah. Fuck yes. I wasn't even hot. You weren't? No. Yeah, but you know, you're like, we're in the, the culture. Yeah. It's a different mindset. You're like open to a lot of different shit. Everyone thinks I'm a stoner. Yeah. See, everyone thinks I'm a stoner, but I'm not really like no, a stoner you're stoner. You're not. I smoke weed. Yeah. I'm not a stoner. I have depends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I should. should (laughs) I'm going to be making notes all along because I'm going to forget. Obviously, (laughs) I have some issues forgetting. There's another secret about the tampon story. That's it. You just told it. Everybody knows. Oh, my God. Wait. Is it Mary Poppins? Essentially, like, if I think about it, because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And the more, like... The fun thing to do for me is to watch these movies again as an adult and be like, oh, here's what the movie's really about. Like, Beauty and the Beast, that movie's about bestiality. She's boning a wolf or, or, a mon- or like a bear man. Ooh, Mary Poppins. I never went there with that. So Mary Poppins is, is like, it's about a nanny who gives her kids heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it's very psychedelic. It's about the women's, the first women's movement. Uh, Whoa. Mr. Banks. Uh, Winifred Banks was a suffragette. And one of the a first songs, a suffragette, sister suffragette. What's that? Women's right to vote. Oh, God. Oh, suffrage. suffrage. Oh, I thought yeah. you said suffragette. I'm like, what? Is that a type yeah. of airplane? <laughs> 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 yeah, suffrage. Holy shit. Yeah, one of the first songs in the movie is her singing uh, about, you know, fighting for women's right to vote. Holy fuck. The first wave feminism. How how have I not I need to rewatch Mary Poppins. You do. And Mr. Banks is while charming, uh very controlling. And um, Is he my ex? <laughs> 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 Sounds like every fucking horrible ex ever. Yeah. And uh and it's so there's a really funny line in it where she says um to their to their help to their nanny or so, no not the nanny the the chef. Yeah. The nurse. I don't know. Okay. One of their help. Yeah. She takes, she has the sash. It says, like, women's suffrage, women's suffrage movement or something. She said, Gladys, take these. You know how the cause infuriates Mr. Banks. So she's, like, this, you know. She's a badass. Hero. And then her and Mr. Banks get in a scene, and she's very submissive again. She's like, yes, Mr. Banks. I'm sorry, Mr. Banks. I love you. Whatever you want, Mr. Banks. But then, like, behind the scenes, she's a fucking boss. That's kind of pretty badass, because if you think about it, women had to be submissive. Mm -hmm. They didn't have enough of power to 
be where we're at today with all of that. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, these were, I mean, not Winifred Banks, the uh, fictional character in the movie, but women like her. But what about the flying shit? The what about all the flying <laughs> shit? That's the psychedelic part. <laughs> it's, you know what? They're <coughs> like, it, th- that movie's so progressive. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're talking about, like, women's suffrage and, and women having more rights, they had to, like, put in some, you know, psychedelics to be like, no, we're just joking. This movie's about, we're just, it's about acid. <laughs> We're, oh. we're just flying around. Well, and Mary Poppins herself was, uh, she was, she had really high self-esteem. Yeah, right? she was, yeah, she had high self-esteem, right? And she was no nonsense. She communicated well. Yeah. She didn't take Mr. Banks' shit. No, she didn't. So she was a very progressive woman herself. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, it's all about feminism as far as I'm concerned. Fuck. I fell asleep halfway through again. I gotta watch it again. Yeah, you got to. That's pretty baller, man. Shout out to Mary Poppins. Shout out to Mary Poppins. Shout out to feminism. <laughs> Um, and Toppins. And Toppins? Toppins a bag, remember? Oh, I, I don't remember any of yeah, that. Okay. I got to watch it again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I want to watch Mary Poppins in Ace Ventura when nature calls. Aww. Do you ever see that movie? Yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang I'm Bang, American. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. God. It's been a while. And we, ta- we talked about uh, Jim Carrey and Jim and Andy, that oh. documentary. I talked about it on the podcast before. Like Intense, dude. <sighs> Jim Carrey might, is, might be one of the greatest comedic actors of our generation. I mean, he's like not, he's beyond an actor. He's he just is. like a force. He is. It took me, we talked about this, it took me four times to get through that whole documentary. Yeah, I couldn't watch it in one sitting. And it's like, I mean, it's like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And it goes, it's basically, nobody knew this was happening, but they were filming uh, a documentary while he was filming Man on the Moon, mm-hmm. while he was embodying, I mean, you can't even say impersonating he was embodying yeah. andy kaufman andy's family would like speak to jim carrey as andy and hug him and yeah he like said it was like a cathartic for movement for them it was like an experience for everybody who knew andy yeah he lived as andy he couldn't he couldn't not he was andy yeah that's the only way he was able to do that and I, god just to think about how fucking heavy that was you got the microphone is it okay yes. yeah got it got on the microphone it was just that documentary was really inspiring. It was hard to watch because it was so heavy. Super heavy. I think the the biggest nugget I took was when, <laughs> besides the moments where Jim would just blazingly like stop and then just stare into the camera and like you're like you see a soul and shit. You're like, whoa, I'm not even <laughs> tripping. Jim. I said a stop at yeah. those parts. Yeah. Because I felt like he was looking through the TV at me. <laughs> he was Jesse. <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. Um, when he talked about after he stopped playing Andy and then he had to go back, you know, and sort of figure out who he was, um, and then realize that he was the happiest playing Andy because Andy had tapped into whatever part of his psyche that just allowed him, like, no fucks, no fucks given. No rules. Like, freedom. I mean, no, no fucks, and then he would push the envelope beyond that. And the freedom that comes along with that, I think we all think about all the time and, like, you know, wish for, but you got to have some balls. you got to have some real balls to be unconventional because Me, everyone do. wants to be accepted. If you're unconventional, you're not accepted because, we were saying this before, people can't categorize something they haven't seen before. Yeah. So it scares them. Fear. Yeah. Fear's a bitch. God, now this is going to be, like, self-help. <laughs> it's going to be so many things. <laughs> but, like... So you're you're a comedy fan, like 
Oh, I man. feel like you're such a comedy fan. I'm such a geek. That's how I met you. I know. <laughs> um, I'm a big comedy geek. Like, who are your peeps right mm-hmm. now that you're digging? Jesse Nipolucci. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Um, I've got my originals, who I wouldn't even... I don't go see in stand-up a lot, but Joe Rogan, of course. Shout out. Uh, Adam Carolla and Duncan Trussell. I mean, all that, that nice. crew, basically. Yeah. But it started... As uh, I was in London and I had a lot of time on my hands and I listened to podcasts on trains all day long, every day. When was this? How long ago? Six years. Yeah. And in a wildly cheesy way, I mean, they saved my life. Why did you have so much time on your hands? um, I'd move there and they don't fucking mess around. They really don't want you to work there. Yeah. Oh, so you couldn't find work. You're trying to find work. I mean, I was trying to find stuff to do. Yeah. I would help friends with, like, their art exhibits. Or, yep. You know, I was trying to keep myself occupied because, like, you know, not having something to do is... That's, I mean, that's a... An idle mind is, like... Jump off a cliff. Will murder yourself. No. So I'd listen to podcasts. Actually, that's not... I started listening... <laughs> <laughs> I used to burn Adam Carolla's show onto CDs. Holy and shit. And Joe Rogan onto CDs. Y'all don't even know. And while CDs are these compact discs. Compact discs, guys. You burn data and then you listen. Some old school shit. In Texas. Uh, and you drive a lot. You drive a fuck lot yeah. in Texas. And so I'd listen to them and they were like my homies. But they're not. I know I'm not crazy, guys. No, but they're that's the thing really about podcasts. Friend. People feel like they know you because when they're done well, uh, the ones I like. Mm-hmm. You, you feel like long you're form. yeah not even long form well just like revealing and mm-hmm. a conversation a natural conversation yep like don't get me wrong i love the ted talks i love the ones that offer up a question they answer it i love anything nerdy npr stuff where you yeah. learn things and yeah. it's like specific but there's something cool about hearing about bill burr's day yeah and hearing his wife in the background screaming at him <laughs> well look you don't i mean i can be an introvert and I don't like a lot of people. Yeah. I'm really fucking choosy. <laughs> you feel good now? <laughs> I do feel okay. special. Um, so when you find a host that you like, I mean, I'm always, you know, it starts with the host. Lives and dies with the host, naturally, on yeah. a podcast. You find someone you like, I mean, it, it's like reading a book. And I also don't, I don't absorb information well when I read it. I don't either. And so listening to it, I absorb it much better. And so it just became like a huge part of my world. And so... Um, where did it, where did that start? I was listening to podcasts and a lot of them were, com- a lot of my favorites were just comedians who weren't, they weren't doing shtick over, over the podcast. Right. It was, re- it was almost the opposite. Yeah. It was like not trying to be funny. Yeah. Like you just talk and you, and the funny comes to you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ever want to, for me, like sharp tongue, I'm just, tr- I'm just talking. Yeah. I'm just saying what's going on, interviewing my friends, people that I find interesting and the funny will be there. Like my last podcast I did with my friend Chris McClure, who's like a younger comic, but he's doing comedy now. And his mother has Alzheimer's oh and my man. dad has I dementia. Know. And we, uh, I was just like, let's just see if we can talk about Alzheimer's and make it not so depressing. <laughs> like find you some, have to. you have to find funny in that crazy. I think that's why comedians make such good podcast hosts because um, you have to be willing to be transparent. You do. Otherwise, it's fucking boring. You're absolutely right. And you know what's crazy about the transparency? You can sense it when it's being uh, fabricated. Yeah. Just from listening. Yeah. You know when it's bullshit. Oh, there's tons of those. Yeah. Everybody's a fucking podcast host now. I know. I went to this women in podcasting thing 
Matt made me go, and I was uh, again <laughs> introvert, and I'm like, nice I, balls. He's got nice balls. I don't though. like. He does. <laughs> I don't like circle jerks, right? <laughs> I don't. What I about feel square like jerks? Square jerks are cool. Star jerks. That's that's fine. complicated. That's mathematical. That's like cult shit. Yeah, that's like a pagan cross arm. Did you hear about that cult? That Hollywood sex cult. What? I like how you say cult. It sounds oh. like a sounds like a baby horse. I don't have any more information than that. I don't have the name That's of it, it or the You're just bitching and offer this shit up. Before we started, you're like, you hear about the aliens? I was like, what the fuck about oh, the yeah. aliens? Saturday, dude, buried lead fucking aliens. So what? wait, let me get back yeah, to get how back. I met you. So I love comedians. I feel like they're my homies and they say shit that I think all the time and it's like a safe place, right? No, they don't get fucking offended by everything. Yeah. Which is awesome. So I go to the comedy store because we're here in L.A. now. That was Woo-hoo. a year ago. Was it a year ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I visit the comedy store a lot. And one time I did. And <laughs> I saw you. I saw your act. You did really well. <laughs> you didn't bomb. I didn't bomb. I'm certain of that. Yeah. I definitely didn't bomb. And you talked about weed. I did. And I was like, oh, you, shit. You were like, wait a minute. You talked about weed and to go full circle you have an energy of like a masculine and feminine balance to you that is watchable and absorbable in my opinion as a producer and i think (coughs) while i love women sometimes the women the you know the female performance doesn't doesn't always translate doesn't always translate on podcasts it doesn't always translate um in whatever medium but it did for me so I invited you over. And then we started our love affair. Yeah. I've hosted a couple of I used of high times <laughs> as a fucking, as a, as a veil. As a veil to really get in. To just stalk you. <laughs> and then we fell in love. I've had fun. Like, I, I appreciate you getting me into the high times family because it's definitely, like, expanded things I never thought I would do. And, like, we did the high time. What was the first can? Cannabis Cup, was it the Michigan? High no. Times Cannabis Cup. Chup, cup. Cannabis yeah. Cup. High yeah. Times Cannabis Cup. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I sounded like? You came and gave award an award San away Bernardino. for twenty. That's right, for twenty. San Bernardino, and then we did Flint, Michigan, where they handed that out bottles dope. of water because their their water is like coming out of a cow's ass. That was great. That was so People fun. Loved you. That was a lot of fun. You got like fandom <laughs> on the golf cart. They were like Jesse, like chasing you. And then we did the Harvest Cup yep. that just passed. And s- <laughs> Um, <coughs> it's I blame it on Adam Hill. He got you too high. He Shout got me to too Adam high. Hill. What? What? Shout out to Adam Hill. Uh, he got me a little high before. I don't. I don't like to smoke weed before I perform. This is smart. It's not my jam. Really smart. I We've like to have my wits about yeah. me. Um, I have a couple drinks. Yeah. I do the Rogan special. I call it. Shout out tequila and a beer. Yeah. Um, and he got me a little high, and we it just slowly came on me. And he, he didn't come on me. The high came on me. <laughs> Poor choice of words. I'm going to leave. Um, assault. <laughs> I was assaulted. Me um, too. <laughs> so I went, we had to read the, <laughs> so um, explain it, what my job was. Jesse May and Adam Hill were co-hosting the award show. I've been trying to elevate the award show for like <laughs> four or five shows. Um, Cause it, it was historically an afterthought I, after 30 some odd years of doing the Hot Chimes Cannabis Cup. Hot Chimes Cannabis Cup. The most coveted award in cannabis. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I just snorted. I thought, well, let's elevate the show and make it entertaining. Not the easiest thing to do. Not the easiest thing. When you have thing. 20 fucking awards. And, and stoners like, okay, in the guys, audience. And stoners. Yep. Toughest audience in the world. Yep. I think I prepped you. Prepped you, Tony Hinchcliffe, all the... All the people who've hosted, I'm like, look. You're like, don't. Ex- you were like, keep your expectations lower than you've ever kept them in your life. Because they're they're laughing. It's just they're not expressing. Not audibly. Right. They're in their heads. It's the reason Little Wayne walked off stage. That little fucker. Did he really? He did. San Bernardino 420. I think. I must not. I was no, there during the day. A year and a half ago. He fucking, At, wh- he got wh- that crowd. He got, like, the stoner crowd. Oh. And they were so excited to see him. We, I mean, it sold really well. But he just wasn't. He needed that energy, right? And he just fucking walked off stage and did that little, like, little Wayne fucking me. Um, what is that? Like, it's like. He dropped the mic. Oh, shit. And then our photographer got it, like, mic, like, mid-drop. He did? Wayne, that's like, dope. Like, joint in his hand. I was like, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Print. It's um, not an easy gig. So we did. So you were co-hosting the award show again with Adam Mill, <laughs> and he got you too fucking high. <laughs> he did. He doesn't get high anymore. No, he doesn't. He just he just is. Yeah, and, and some people like that. We had to read. It was a very simple j- gig. Very simple. <laughs> I'm like Jesse. Um, Adam Mill's gonna introduce you. He's gonna hype the crowd, give shit away. He's gonna introduce you. <laughs> You're going to do, like, you know, three to five minutes, whatever you feel, super cash. <laughs> and then you guys are going to do, sim- you know, you're going to um, give away awards. There's 20 awards. Here's the cards. I'm crying. With the award winners. And then. <laughs> I went to get off you stage. Come, <laughs> so you come on. Uh, we introduce you. The voice of God introduces you. <laughs> and you're, like, basically, like, hey, guys, what's up? I'm Jesse May. <laughs> I'm high as fuck. <laughs> All right, we're going to give some awards. And play. you're like, no, you got to go work. You look at me to the right, and I just shake my head. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. I felt like, oh. I'm like, like, oh, God, go. <laughs> you, like, you, sh- you literally were like, you stoners. shook your head, and you shoot your hands at me to go back on that stage. <laughs> and I went, and you did. oh. And you kicked it in. Kicked and I was like, in. okay. I did it. And then, you know, the awards were going good. You know, we had the envelopes Mm -hmm. and the envelopes. Then we got to people's choice. We got vape pen. And it all fucking went downhill. (laughs) And we get VIP people's choice. (laughs) So with VIP, the way an award works, ladies and gentlemen, is there's a category. Yep. And then there's three award winners. Third, second and first place. Third, second and first. You read off third, second and then first. The first winner comes to accept their award. But Jesse <laughs> <coughs> announced the category as the winners. So she's like, and now <laughs> third place. Third place. VIP. Second place. People's choice. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure first place is vape pen. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh that was fun. Oh, God. <laughs> and, um. Oh, God. And I looked at you and you shook your head again. You literally, you know what you did? You know what you did? I looked at you because I was so confused. I'm like, what a fucking shitty name for a company, Vape Pen. This is stupid. I, yeah. I looked at you and you mimed. 
to open the envelope. You just shook your head again and you open your hands. You're like, open the envelope. <laughs> Dude, we're professional. Oh, we're totally professional. And I mean, and that's why you don't do drugs before work. Before you work, kids. Uh, public service announcement. PSA. You know, respect. And not everybody fucking gets stoned, <clears throat> people. Not everybody's no. a stoner. Not everybody's a stoner. And even if you are a stoner, that's cool. That's cool. But you know what? Some people have said to me, they're like, you're not, you don't smoke enough to be a thing. I was like, what? Since when yourself. is there a competition in this whole thing? Dudes like to say that to women. Yeah, It's always dudes. They're like, oh, yeah, I like how you say you smoke and you only have like two hits. Ma- Dude, I weigh 120 pounds. Yeah. I'm five foot six. This shit metabolizes pretty quick through my system. I had two sips of coffee. I feel like I could fucking run a marathon down the beach right now. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Let's burn some calories. High Times Cannabis Cup calorie burning sensation. We're doing a beach sprint. <laughs> we tried to do that at a cup once. Like, oh, fuck. Like charades or something with stone people. I thought we were just poking fun at people. Felt a little bullying to me. Did it? Because they were just like, how do you do charades when you're high? You're you're literally, you're doing charades in your mind when you're high. You just sit there and it's like you already did the game by yourself. 100%. What, um. So that's how we met. That's how we met. Mm -hmm. And we've been working and twerking. Some content, some online content. We did uh, that video. When I, the first time I came to see you, we did (laughs) <laughs> that video of how to roll, roll a really joint. joint. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it caught on fire in the middle of it. <laughs> you held it together. I did. I did. I held it together pretty well. That I was high again for that. I mean... I smoked, f- like, I don't know, a whole bunch on your roof, and then they were like, let's roll a joint. And I was like... Okay. I can't use my fingers right now. I can't roll a joint. Full disclosure. Talking about transparent. Yeah, it's difficult. Sometimes I can. can't roll a joint. That's okay. Do you prefer joints? I do. I prefer flour. In fact, let's do a shout out. What? Yeah, g- do a shout out. This is no one's paying a shit, people. Yeah. This is just me. You're a fan of this? I'm a fucking big fan. So, like records, movies, mm-hmm. fashion, yeah. they're fads, uh, especially out west. So, they're strain fads, right? There's like yeah. what's popular now. There's like the, the land races that everybody always loves. But, the, but to find like a genuine land race is like almost impossible. You have to be with a weed geek to like suss it out. Yeah. Um, so, I'd say like something like Skittles, right, from third gen yeah. was super popular last year. This is their next big thing. It's called Rose. Rose. Third gen farm. That's a smart name, though. It's called Rare Rose. That's that smart. Does it smell like rosé? I mean, the oh, it's so good. Wow, that smells amazing. <sighs> Rick Rosé. Jen oh, Farm. Story about Rick Rose. Jen Fam. T- yeah, tell me about Rick nope, Ross. I'm not going to tell you. Come on. People think I'm racist, and I'm not <coughs> fucking going there. Everyone thinks, you know, I think people who think people are racist are racist. More racist than the per- people they think are racist. Yeah. Everyone's got a goddamn me. opinion. I mean, everyone just has a platform now. No one's saying shit. You know what? People are saying shit. No one's doing shit. Yes. We had we started this convo the other day. And I think it's boiling down to that for me. That's Nobody's what it, doing yeah. shit. No one's doing Everybody's shit. Everybody's like flailing their arms oh, now, God. right? They're not Thoughts breathing. Thoughts and prayers They're not generation. letting the ocean take them. No. They're not. That was, that was a fucking terrible analogy. No, I got it. Um, but there's tons of anger. I think, and, you know, I'm talking about the feminist shit that's going on. Because... You have to, here's the thing, you can't just accept it 
you can't just accept certain things. You have to dissect the whole situation. And over and over and over and over, over and, and over again. and over and over again. Like if you tell me you're a feminist, I don't I don't believe you. I don't believe everybody that says that they're a feminist. They yeah, just say it, it because it's a fucking buzzword. They want to feel like they're a part of some fucking movement and then they're not alone. And then, then there's the other side where people who are real feminists that are doing stuff. But it's always that thing that the people who are doing the most are the quietest. You know? And I just feel like, you know, we were talking about this whole hashtag me too thing. I just don't like when I get we need to bring it into conversation for people to understand what the hell's going on. Hell yeah. Because we need to talk a lot more about it. Yeah, we have to talk a lot more about it. And that's very important. So that's a one upside to like the whole movements when they when they happen. The Black Lives Matter thing, the Me Too thing. But on the other side of that shit, there's also bullshit. There's also the people who are just doing it to be a part of the narrative. And those voices are the loudest. Those are the loudest voices. And those are the ones that are doing the least. Some of them, sure, are getting some shit done. They're doing whatever. They're rallies. They're petitioning. They're out there with the fucking feet to the ground and getting shit done. But a lot of them are just, they're just screaming because they want to be heard. And they're even, there are women out there who make up stories to be a part of the Me Too movement. And you and I have talked about this. I can hashtag Me Too all goddamn day long. I can say, you know, I told you the other day, like, First time I ever had sex, I was raped. Uh, when I was like 12 years old, I was going to get my mom something at the store. This dude whipped his dick out right in my face on, the si- on this little side street. Chop. I just had an image of you <sighs> chopping. I have, knife. and I've turned it into a joke. I talk, I talk about being a, a karate chop, a dick, a dick ninja. I got to put that on a t-shirt. That'd be a fun dick ninja. Dick ninja. <gasps> Would that hey, be a- that's Jesse Mays, <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> I mean, we could go all day long, but it's like... I think it's more important to like talk about the women who are being bullshit about it because not what's happening now is we are we are burning men at the stake without any accountability. Oh, there's blood everywhere, man. There's blood everywhere. The cleansing revolution, which I think is I think happens. It's uh, there's probably a lot of historical examples uh, to compare to this, and I think that's okay. It's yeah. natural and. It's okay to be fucking angry. Yeah, fuck yeah. Rose McGowan, you don't fucking speak for me, bitch. No, no. You're angry. She's very angry. Hypocrite. And she had a book. She had. She was hawking her book after one of the interviews. To me, it's like, and that's cool. That's fuck your book. Hawk your book. Don't do it under a false pretense of like I'm a fucking victim. Yes, because we're all victims. We are. And I agree with you. And I think, wow, it's also like, I call it the fourth. I've figured out that to me it's the fourth wave feminism yeah right first wave right to vote second wave right to choose pro or you know right to uh to choose if you want to have a baby or not yep third wave was more in the 80s 90s fucking madonna it women was in the workplace sexuality women in the workplace yep. which is interesting to have the glass the whole glass ceiling conversation and the sexual um expressive if you will movement that like madonna spearheaded yep. as far as i'm concerned and and a bunch of really fucking dope ass women before her that no one's talking about right now um and then now there's this right and we're still defining it and everybody's fucking all up in arms and that's cool because there's shit you know remember back in 2012 in india when that poor sweet soul gets fucking assaulted for hours yep. by six men on a bus <sighs> I mean, like, I read the story again the other day just because I'm a fucking masochist. I, like, I can't. I think there's 
I don't know the exact statistic, but something like a woman gets raped in South Africa every 26 seconds, right? That's They're insane. Babies. Fucking baby yeah, it's, it, the, girls. The assault that goes on there is, it's brutal. It is brutal and what happens to them. they don't have the voice them. that we have. Nope. So I'm hoping that after we get past this, you know, expressing ourselves phase and anger phase, we can quickly turn that into, well, let's get together and and help these poor babies in parts of Africa and in, in the Middle East and in India. Where they don't even have any rights, where they're still fighting for shit that we have. Yeah. They're, still, they're not even up to the level that we have. We, we, we're, we're not being stoned to death for talking about it. Let's focus on that instead of, like, chastising and castrating men who i don't know who you think are misogynistic like for matt damon like every man that, i fucking know is I, a little i know bit right seriously and then and then when you look at that when you look at that for me i get you want to like take down the beast you want to burn the castle down but you have to we were talking about intent and source and you have to talk about what's the source of what he did. What's the source of what Harvey Weinstein, someone like Harvey Weinstein, why did he do that? There's always a why. Okay. Very small percentages of cases are there, there's not a why, where you just have people who are serial killers, weirdos, and all that. But even still on a psychological level, uh, if you go into like the psychology of the brain, you still can find consistencies amongst these people. So you have to find the source. Why is Harvey that way? Something happened to him as a kid. Yep. To me, I have compassion for the monsters because something created them. Yeah. And then you have to ask when it comes to the victims, what's their intent? When you're yelling out hashtag me too, when you're doing all this, do you, you define that shit? Do you want to sell a book or do yeah. you want to change the the parameter of what's happening within culture in the workplace? Women being attacked on buses in the middle of fucking Middle East. Do you want that to change or do you want people to like your Instagram post? Yep. Do you want people to find you on Twitter? It's a new kind of sickness, and it's so nuanced, and it's so complicated, and there are so many different examples within the spectrum of, you know, these these babies getting raped beyond their will, uh, you know, at, at 11, 10, 11 Jesus. years old, and then getting catcalled on the street. There's a lot there's going a, on. There's a huge... S- it, yes. That. Thank you. That's one of the biggest things that we have to realize, and that's where Matt Damon, where he's being castrized oh, man. for saying that. Because I don't think, I think it's too soon probably, it unfortunately, is too soon. for yep. men to say it. I think probably a lot of women in, in, in uh, you know, in leadership roles outside of Rose McGowan <laughs> um, are going to need to speak up. And, and they really it. are. I know a lot of women feel the way you and I feel uh, to varying degrees. And going back to like the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, look. I am lucky enough to never have been raped. It is something that I am terrified. Const- at 34, I am still fucking terrified. And men don't get that terrified. psychology. Yeah. Women think about that because we've been told that it's a possibility. We've been told to be fearful of that. And so that's ingrained in our brain. That's yep. a part of our daily existence, that that could possibly happen. Just on a physical level, men are larger than us. Yep. They can overpower us. I mean, I've... And, and when I was in my 20s, early 20s, I mean, I put myself in situations that could have gone much more um, badly than they did. And I think back now to those situations and, and you know, kick myself. Like, what, what the fuck? 
fuck what were you doing stupid yeah and uh, most girls you know when you're young you don't you don't know and you put yourself and it's almost like sometimes maybe you're just subconsciously testing the limits a little bit how boys you know are testing out their manhood girls you know sometimes maybe we're just testing out to see how far we can go and where we're safe and where we're not safe but when you're young you don't know you put yourself in these precarious situations and unless something's already happened to you or unless you have these parents that are just so diligent about the possibilities and they ingrain it in your brain you know it you're going to be in those situations. Yeah. It's just a natural uh, well, occurrence. Listen, we're here to have sex. Right People right from, now? But yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's scissor. <laughs> because I, I keep coming back around to um, what then, ladies? Like, I've been watching these, uh, you know, these friends of mine, uh, these personalities from the health and wellness world, or the rewilding, the hunter-gatherer, the the homesteading movement, right? I've been watching the situation where, you know, women are attacking a male leader um, within that space. One of the, uh, the ringleader of that attack uh, was his lover for six years. And they're not accusing him of anything sexual. They're not accusing him of anything... Um, like that he did. That he actually did. They're accusing him of, um, of being a misogynist. Now... I know him. He's an alpha male. Uh, he, I mean, he's a strong personality. Right. And I believe that they feel like he's a misogynist. I believe them. But I think it's, that's an example uh, of, of a treatment and a, and a, and a, and a focus um, of the Me Too movement that's fucking unacceptable. It is unacceptable because it's like, okay, while there are certain behaviors that can lead to certain um, actions, you really have to look at what is important, where you're putting your energy. And if you're just cra- castrate every man who's ever been misogynistic. I mean, come on, you, you're and gonna, then what? It, then what do you want? You just piles of what? Yeah, we're all and gonna all be scissoring. Scissor. You were burning down all these men for these little fucking. Take down the ones that are doing shit that is really causing some serious damage. And we also have to like instill some sort of like societal programs, our education oh, it's a system. It, it's going to take yes. a lot of effort. Yep. And and consistency and determination and really smart people doing it every single day. <sighs> and the anger, while is natural, and I'm dude, I'm fucking angry. Yeah. I'm super angry. My da- my biological father died in jail because he was a pedophile. Holy fuck. I'm fucking angry. Holy fuck. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I get it. Wow. I, I have family members who were raped. I I am the kind of person that when I would get cat called, I, I'll go fucking punch a motherfucker. Like, I'm yeah. angry. But uh, I don't think that that is the answer. No, like anger's that. not because anger, we were saying this before, anger begets anger. And anger's a natural emotion. And it happens, and we should honor that feeling, but you have to be strategic with it. Like these women that are just like, me too, and they're angry, and they're bringing their fucking steaks to the houses of Matt Lauer and, and, and uh, Harvey Weinstein. Well, these guys, yeah, maybe they should lose their jobs because of what happened, but also not everybody should lose their jobs. Nope. Someone like Matt Damon being like, hey, maybe... And, and someone like Matt Damon is, is an example of a progressive thinker. When it comes to this wide spectrum of abuse... Matt Damon saying something like, hey, maybe there is a spectrum of situations that we should be looking at in, in, in applying our energies and applying the proper 
uh, sentencing, if you will, to each individual thing. We need to do that a little bit better. People don't want to hear that right now. They don't want to hear it. I read something from Alyssa Milano last night on Twitter that was really, um, it was really poignant. She articulated her anger in a very constructive way, I thought. Um, noting that, look, it's like, <laughs> it's been hundreds and hundreds of years of, of us, and now we're pissed, basically. And it's not just, she used some sort of an anal- cancer analogy. She did. Well, there's many, something like there's, there's many treatments, there's many treatment options to treat cancer. There are many types of cancers, but you still have cancer. Like, there are some cancers that are more intense than others, but it's still cancer at the end of the day. And what, is she, what was she trying to say? Um, she was responding to Matt Damon's video um, in saying that... I, I think Matt a lot Damon's of ex, Minnie Driver, and Alyssa Milano slam him for controversial sexual misconduct comments. So both of them went after him saying... Yeah, Minnie Driver's was, was vampant and just in like mindless, but... Um, Alyssa's was actually really well thought out. I thought still a little bit snarky and misguided, but like that's what's happening right now. Dude, Rose McGowan's going after Alyssa Milano. The, you know, that And it uh, again, we're she's going to eat each other. Fucking zombies. It's just it's, it's really insane like how someone like Matt Damon comes out and says something where it's just like, "Hey, you know, we need to look at this from a wider spectrum that the angry women are like, no, 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 it's this way. And I think it's because, and I experienced this too, with my husband, with, I mean, and I have a lot of men in my life, I hang out with mostly men, you know, they don't, they don't get it. Like you just said a few minutes ago, the, the fear of walking down the street as the sun goes down or at nighttime and just not knowing, not it's, fucking it's, knowing. It's a real, it's a real fear. It's a real fear. And we've grown up with it and we live with it. Um, the fear of being in a closed room with uh, a male and just what, a, you know. It's a possibility. And, you know, it's, it goes to, like, survival. Yeah. Dude, men could kill us. Yep. And especially, like, for me, you know, I've seen so many scenarios in my life where I should be an angry woman now uh, just hating men because of what I've experienced, you know, just... Uh, on a basic level of just feeling like I'm going to be attacked all the time, that that's a possibility and seeing it from all different aspects from a pedophile aspect, you know, somebody I know, somebody very close to me was abused for years. Um, I was abused, you know, uh, just sorry to hear that random pedophile shit is it's terrible. That's a dark twisted kind of fucking condition that, Oh man! How I do you? Know. How do Terrifying. you see that? And then, and then you do have to look. You know, one thing that uh, Melissa, uh, Alyssa Milano said that I do, abl- ab- I do um, kind of adhere to it. She said, "Dear Matt Damon, it's the micro that makes the macro." I understand that because you have to look at all the little crumbs that are left behind to find your place to find your way to the house, essentially. But if you stand back, not, not every person is going to become a pedophile it's such a hard thing to detect and then it's like okay if they are a pedophile how how do you cure that well a lot of times pedophiles were abused themselves right and that's a vicious fucking cycle so then you have to go to like this parenting like the types of people decide to have fucking kids you have to at least have the conversation 
you have to at least allow people to have the conversation. You can't have this sort of pack tribal mentality of, nope, uh, you're a man, you have balls, you're likely, you say anything misogynistic, you're coupled in with the pedophiles now, and we're yep. going to fucking burn you at the stake and tear your head off. That Like, then, again, then What's what? left after that? And it's like, you know, we were talking about this before where I feel like a certain type of woman wants to consistently tear down men because she herself does not feel strong enough to be with a man who's also strong. And I'm not saying, I'm not equating uh, guys who sexually abuse are are strong men. No, what I'm saying is that there's a certain type of woman who feels the need to scream and yell and take down every single man because she herself does not feel good. She's in pain. She's in pain. And here's the thing. Let's have more compassion for that aspect yes. of it. Because, oh, my si- your sister, you're in pain. Let's fucking. Let's figure that out. Let's talk about right. it. It's okay. Yes, it's let's, okay. Let's not abuse the situation because we have such an opportunity right now to make strides in this, you know, quote unquote, fourth. Wave fourth wave of feminism femi- let's let's put it in the right direction because there's like a window for these things there really know? is a window we're for fucking these things finding aliens and shit i mean what the fuck before i mean we're gonna have to talk about the alien thing before we go but i just want to say like to the point of uh having compassion is huge anger is necessary anger can create change anger is a motivating emotion that can make you create change but it also can destroy if it's not respected and used wisely and that's where I'm saying, yes, have your anger. Let that emotion come through. But don't put it on every motherfucker. Dude, hold your baggage, too. Yeah. And hold your baggage. Be accountable. Be accountable. Hold your baggage or unload it on people who are willing to help you hold it. Don't, man, I don't, you know, we're all fucked up. We're all hurting. We're all angry. We're all fucked up. Um, I might have to title this episode, We're All we're Fucked all Up. We're all fucked up. But that's the point of like growing older, working on yourself, asking questions to yourself. What did I contribute to the situation? How did I help me get here? Because, and I haven't figured out a way to, I don't think, articulate this fully yet, but I'll just stumble through it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have like mad self-esteem issues. A man... If he say I'm in, you know, a situation with an abusive man verbally or someone who I think is a misogynist, like it's my I'm not fucking staying there in the sense like a man doesn't get to do to me whatever the fuck he wants mentally or physically. I say yeah, what the fuck he does. Yep. You know, or I'm kicking and screaming and ripping his dick off trying yep. to. You're fighting. The whole physical thing. Yeah. So they're yeah. So let's let's talk about that more. Let's empower young girls to be their own gauge of of their own strength. Yeah. Like to know their strength. Self worth. Like you know what? Okay. There's a lot of misogyny. There really is. It's a. It's going to be. It's a difficult thing to get around, and we're working on it. But it's not going to happen overnight. It hasn't happened overnight. This is just another step in the right direction. Um. But like. Let's still live in the world. Let's not let us. I'm not a victim. Fuck you. I'm yeah, not a no, you got it. You got a misogyny. Yep. is not going to beat me. No. And, and if you will see the, their misogyny is about them. Yeah, 
their misogyny is about whatever the issue is it's always reflective back to them and that's where i was talking about like the source the source of their misogyny is way back in their childhood in their infancy somebody neglected them somebody treated them like shit so why are we going to continue to treat people like shit who've been treated like shit and have created the monster in them so we're just going to be creating more monsters with this projected anger well i think like it's complicated because am i do I fucking am I disgusted by Harvey Weinstein? Do I think he should have lost everything that he did? Hundred percent. Yep. I mean, and even that, like the punish, does the punishment fit the crime? He did that s- shit for a long, a time. long time. That's a great example <sighs> of a person who who's not working on themselves. Never nope. looked at themselves in the mirror as a little boy and said, "Little Harvey, what are we doing here?" You know, he and, and fuck him. He probably said that to his dick. <laughs> Too soon. Hashtag me too. Oh man, when <laughs> dude, it was right before Halloween when all this started, and I thought, dope costume, gray, <laughs> fucking bathrobe, lotion in one hand, <gasps> Oscar in the other, Oscar in the other. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to, and then you know, if you go into that a little bit deeper, you have to ask yourself. You know, that shit was real predatory. What he did, it was, it was calculated. Well, he it took was advantage predatory. of women who wanted... Well, okay. See, that's what I'm getting to, though. He took... He he knew who to take advantage of. I mean, he had dudes doing scopes on, on Ashley Judd. He ruined Ashley Judd's career. He ruined Mira Sovino's career yeah. because he had shit on them and said, if you go out and say something about me, this is what I'm going to release. That terror, that kind of terrorism is fucking... That's fucking terrorism on an emotional level on a professional level and it's like you know he knew what he was doing so someone like that being that strategic and sick should have been taken down the way he was taken down him i mean you and i've been in i mean you're you're in hollywood you're a hollywood starlet you have an agent (laughs) i got a lawyer my lawyer's chunk from goonies by the way that's fucking amazing that's amazing He's a great guy. I And this whole thing has made me want to talk about the great men as well. I have so many great... My manager, Chris Mazzilli, is one of the greatest guys I've ever known in my life. And he's never done anything inappropriate. He's always lifted me up. He's been this supportive... Those in those people exist. Those men exist. And that's where I'm just like... Because not all men are the same. Not all women are the same. Yeah. And just to, to say, like, to make a blanket assumption, I'm going to believe all women... Because all women are truthful uh, is, is fucking crazy. It's the same as saying all, all women men are, are assholes liars. and all women are liars. Exactly. I know a lot of fucking shitty women. There's a lot of shit. There's those girls who the trap hoes. They go out and they trap athletes to make babies with them. I don't and they get paid off of that shit. Look at that Keaton's mom, that kid that made the video, the cute kid, you know. He, oh, yeah. She's got a, she had people give her like over 100 grand. What's she doing with that money? I could tell, though. You could tell the way she was coaching him. Yep. And what that, and what that mean to you? And how do you feel yeah, about yeah. that? It was she like, was producing she was shit. producing that video. Uh, so there are women like who do Bravo. bad shit, man, but they don't represent the populace whole. No. And that's, and that's, I, that's what's interesting to me. I just want to, you know, we're like, I always want to tell the rest of the world, Trump doesn't speak for us. Just I know. Give us like <laughs> yeah. three years. Give us a shot to try and flip this Stand over. Come on, guys. This is not the America we know. Rose McGowan doesn't fucking speak for me. Man. No, she don't, man. She did not speak for me. Wait, tell me about these motherfucking aliens before we get out of here because Yo. I'm about to Google this shit. What so aliens? So for my husband to... 
use his very logical mind and be like, baby, I think they just admitted to fucking finding aliens. <laughs> what? I was like, what? Okay, so. I'm, I'm like Googling aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, it was unidentified flying objects. And it was um, like five, like, it, was it the government saying they're admitting the aliens? So, uh, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, back when we actually funded NASA and space exploration and God. aviation and technology and Way all back shit, when. Way back when. Um, he used some of that, uh, I'm, I'm told it's black money. It's like, it's like... <laughs> What? I'm Is it bitcoins? Matt says it's, you know, you know, because it's like the black money. It's like not documented. It's like, you know, there's always a couple billion to just do that like crazy shit. Which That's I, crazy. Which I'm like, yes. I want that black money, son. I'm just glad it's there. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that was used to fund a study on unidentified flying objects for real. And somehow that once classified information is now leaked. On a fucking Saturday, man, which is That's a great Saturday day, though, to find out the aliens are legit. So they didn't find any little guys, little green guys. No. Damn but it. there's videos <gasps> and eyewitness military uh, pilot accounts of, like, the shit that you, you know, the conspiracy theory shit. Unidentified flying objects flying in ways that we can't do yet. Oh, God, I held my breath that whole time. <laughs> I was so excited. Breathe! <laughs> so excited. Breathe, Jesse! I love the shit. And no government has copped to it yet. And so this information's leaked now? Yeah. These alien files are it. leaked? He can read about it. New York Times, too. Oh, and for the New shit. York Times, to, it was a headline or a Alien leaked documents. Oh, this shit, is r- this shit is ripe. I think that's pretty exciting, though. It's so exciting. But uh, maybe it's probably better that we have Trump and everything here because I feel like aliens don't really want to have anything to do with that shit. Like, they're going to be like, let's just go over to Finland and in Norway and fuck with them. They're not going to fuck with Americans because our shit is so messed up right now. They're not going to even try and, like, you know, probe us at all. Would you want to get abducted? I just had an image of Trump getting probed. God, he's so I had an image of my chihuahua getting probed this morning. Is that weird? That is weird. By what? (laughs) Like well, a I dick? was talking to Snoop about I was taking her, my dog's her, not name Snoop is dog. Snoop. Yeah, well, Snoop Dog is her dog, but Respect. not. Respect. <laughs> her dog's name is Snoop. That's so funny because oh, my hi. cousin's dog, its name was Snoop as well. You're hot. Uh, I'm high off of Ricky Rose. Oh, you had some Ricky Rose, girl. That no, was Jim Farm Rose. That shit was dope. That shit Virgin. smelled delicious. I have to be productive after this. This is a chickweed. Chickweed. How, wha- oh, why would you say chickweed? Totally so it's hybrid naturally because most things are hybrid these days, but skews sativa, and I find that it, like Skittles, if grown well, um, you can take one hit, mm-hmm. two hits, and you don't fuck, no paranoia. See, and that's, it, th- what's wrong with just one or two hits? I don't know, man. I don't. What the know, fuck? You know, the guys that are saying that probably also drive cars with removed mufflers or whatever <laughs> makes that fucking sound. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so sad. They are. They're sad. They're little Tommies. They're they're sad. They look in the mirror and they look at their little weenies and they're like, oh gosh darn it! I wish you had some more vigor in you. Sure, like, like a problem child, like that redhead oh, problem child. God damn it! Um, but I was talking to Snoop this morning about the aliens. Cause Your dog. Kinda, yeah, because she kind of looks like a fucking alien. And, and it's I, a girl. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, would they come for pets too or just people? Yo, they come for pets? Yeah. And then I just had an they image of her. They thought about getting her probed? I wonder if they've got anything like that, like an equivalent. You think aliens have service animals? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know how long the flight is in between Andromeda and some <laughs> other fucking galaxy? Yo, they get on like their alien aircraft. They're like, yo, I got a service pig. Dude, what if uh, what if we become their service? What if humans, oh, abducted humans fuck. are their service animals? There's no paranoia in that weed? Shit. That sounds, actually, it sounds kind of baller. I treat my dogs really well. Yeah. If if yeah. peep, that's a great movie idea. Yeah, that's my Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Ev- I wish the Kardashians would become alien service animals. We should just line the Kardashians up on the coast of uh, California when Korea sends the missile over, and have it bounce right off of Chloe's ass. <laughs> Dude, that shit's big. It's huge. It defies the laws of gravity, science, space, and an- anatomy. It's not real, right? Nah. Chloe seems dope, though. Chloe seems chill. She has some pain. Because she's half Kardashian. She ain't mm. all, she's not full Kardashian. Down that. She's like O.J. Simpson's kid or some shit. She's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but for real, hashtag me too. Um, if you're offended by anything we said, fucking do something. Don't write a blog. Do something. Maybe, you know. I think offense is an opportunity to change yourself and to make change in what offends you. Don't burn the monster. Try and change a behavior somehow. That's beautiful, Jesse. <laughs> um, I wish I was smart enough to define that, uh, what that change is. But I don't know. I don't know what the fuck We don't it know is. what it's going to be yet. I don't know. But talking about it helps. And not talking shit. I like just talk shit about Chloe's ass, though. But Aww. I mean, respect. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I just want a bigger booty. There, there's Me the source too. of the pain. You got a great booty. Mm-mm. You got a great it's booty. It's small. No, it's good. It needs a palp. No, you're great. You, you, you live in, you live in no, the best life. No, but I life. don't mean to shit on your very positive statement about doing something if someone's offended. You didn't shit on it. Oh, Look at us. We're just apologizing to everybody now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could, you suck a dick. If you're offended, go be offended somewhere else. Here's my tiny, the tiniest violin in the world playing for you. I, I mean, I just, you know. I played it with my pussy lips, too. Mm. Yeah, my labias are mad musical. Check that shit for tampons. Oh, God. All right, the tampon thing. It, what the fuck was that noise? See, that was a ghost that made a noise in the corner to tell me to not tell my fucking tampon story. Aliens. Yeah, you guys, I'm not going to tell you my tampon story. I'm going to leave that transparency for the next episode. Y'all going to have to come back. Come back now, you hear? Y'all come back now, you hear? Thanks for talking with me, Jackie. I fucking love you, Jesse. I love you, too. You're super talented. Um, You're super talented as well. You motivate me. And real. No, you motivate me. I'm going to scissor your face. Should we scissor? <laughs> Wait, but scissoring's just with the vag. Oh, that's right. We could, we could aggressively snuggle. I think scissoring's hot. Scissoring is hot. I used to do it. My sister and I used to scissor each other when we were children. It's not just you. Yeah, we used to dry hump each other when we were real little. I used to, I tell certain people at like 10, I used to do that with my girlfriends. Yeah, that's, that's totally normal. Oh, oh my God, yeah. thank God. Yeah, no, you're fine. This whole time. You're totally fine. Everybody out there. I'm like, I'm a lesbian. No, you're fine. You're nothing. Cool. You're just what you are, you know? We make labels because we don't feel comfortable with what the action is. I fucking love women. I think women are sexy as fuck. Women are beautiful. I've been with a woman one time. Nice. I licked a titty once. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and that's awesome. But women can also be bitches. Yeah. Just like men can be. There's a dark shadow to a lady, just like there's dark shadow to men. Yeah. And that's all I'm asking is that people be open to the possibility and the likeliness of there being a spectrum of what's going on out there and to just be strategic with your anger. Use your brain. Use your brain. Take some nootropics. Yeah. Go for a jog. Take some notes. Yeah. While you're jogging. Take, yeah, absolutely. Exercise your mind, your body, and your soul. Before you burn the monster's castle. That's what I say. If you're angry, I say you should burn that anger out on the beach, at the gym, on a blunt, on a beanbag chair. (laughs) 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 This is like Tim Allen's closing thoughts on Tool Time. Everybody's (laughs) doing a brand new dance now. Come on, baby. Do the beanbag. (laughs) Thanks for chatting with me. into it i am doing questions this week thank you to jackie stang for sharing her story sharing her past her future her hopes her dreams her fears uh shout out to her for being a part of the podcast i appreciate it and i'm gonna answer you your fools questions i asked you guys to ask me questions and boy did you come with some real interesting stuff that's all i'm gonna say uh, I do it every week, or I try to do it every week on my Facebook fan page. And this week, first up, is Johnny Carnesali. How do you feel about your hometown of Syracuse? I grew up here and left for 15 or so years. Now I'm back. Curious as to what your real thoughts are about Syracuse. And are you happy you don't live here anymore? Um, I love Syracuse. You know, I have to say it from my perspective of how I grew up, and I had an amazing upbringing I loved my childhood. I loved my street. I, I hated the fucking cold. I mean, I can't tell how many times I slipped on sheets of ice. I slipped on a sheet of ice last night. I hit the ice at the wrong angle, and I did like a triple axle. <laughs> it gets bone cold here. Like bone cold Steve Austin realness. It is so thick with frost in Syracuse. That's the one thing everyone always talks about is the weather. The upstate, you know, Wayne Mahar, lake effect. You don't understand snow until you've experienced lake effect in negative temperatures. People in L.A. are ridiculous with their sweaters and their, you know, they got neck warmers and winter jackets when it's 60, bitch. Come here and slip on a sheet of ice and get back to me. That's how I feel, Johnny Carnesali. Welcome back to Syracuse as well. Ed White, Ed Widget, Ed Widget. Ed White, Jean-Claude, I mean, y'all with these names, that's real. That's, there's a lot of consonants in your name, sir. What's the hardest and best part about what you do? <sighs> the hardest part probably is that you have to fail in front of people as a comedian in order to get good. It's the only, Your only practice is literally in front of strangers, so that can be emotionally exhausting and difficult and hard to stay the course when you have to literally suck in front of people and deal with that emotion, you know, deal with thinking all these strangers are going to think that I suck and that's the way they're going to go home tonight. When in fact everybody sucks. It's something. It's the only way you get good at it. And the best part is I get to bring joy to people. Uh, and sometimes I have to remind myself of that when I don't feel joy in my life and, ha- and I have to go work. What I do, my job is I'm a clown and clowns make people feel good. And 
we've learned that people will pay a pretty price to feel good in this world. You know, whether it's a car, whether it's a massage or a comedy show. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be charging $1,000 a ticket for my New Year's Eve shows. What I'm saying is that there's a high value to what I do. So I've learned in my years to value it a little bit more because of what it brings to people's lives. That and I get to drink while I work. (laughs) Bob Strickland, uh, do you own a car dealership, Bob? Pretty girl. You don't need makeup. You look beautiful naturally. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I just tore your name apart. (laughs) Thank you. It's funny you say that because I actually, on my days off, like when I'm chilling or if I just want to be with myself when I'm hanging out with my man, I don't want to wear makeup. And that's just not my thing because I like to look good for you guys and I'll look good for my man too when I need to. But when it's just me and I'm just hanging out and trying to have a day off, I ain't trying to put on rouge. I will throw on a nice lip, though. I will throw on a dark pink lip. Don't get me wrong. If I'm going to a grocery store and I need to get some kumquats, I might come through with a thick lip. (laughs) Thank you, Bob Strickland. Blake Sherman, thought you were keeping your roots. What happened? I changed my hair color a little bit, Blake. You're on hair patrol, okay? Calm down. The beautiful thing about hair is you can change it. I'll go purple next month for you, okay? Nicole Peterson, did you accomplish everything you wanted to this past year? Nope. If I accomplished everything I wanted to this past year, I didn't try hard enough and give myself enough challenges. I like to have more on my plate than I can handle to keep me going. That's the kind of stallion that I am. I like a lot of work. I like challenges. I like to know that I didn't accomplish everything because that means I was trying to do too much and I've got more to do for next year. So, But I did get a really good vibrator. So uh, thank you. Uh, Nicole Peterson, part B, do you ever get sick of traveling to the same areas or do you try and switch it up? You know, I don't get sick of traveling anywhere because every time I go someplace, even if I've been there before, it's going to be a new experience. So I just go and and try and not have expectations when it comes to all that. And and hopefully I discover some crazy experiences and interesting people. And I always do. So I think your frame of mind can sort of control your anticipation and the outcome of whatever you do. So that's that's what I say about that. Ian Burns, discuss why I didn't get my Jesse May t-shirt for Christmas. <laughs> Ian, uh, what shirt is it? I haven't even printed out my new shirts yet. You, Mitch, ba- Mitch Bacon Eagle and, and Blake Sherman keep talking about the shirt that you apparently ordered that I don't even know which one it is. So uh, send me a message, and if you want your own personal shirt, I guess I'm going to have to make it. I think I did say I'm going to make you your own personal shirt. Shit. God damn it. I'm a woman of my word. I'm loyal, Ian, so I'm going to have to send you something. Hit me a message. We'll figure it out. Johnny Carnesali's back. What is a sharp tongue podcast? (laughs) Just, uh, you know, out of left field, what the fuck is this? You know, we don't know what it is, Johnny. It's a ride. Why does everything have to have a label? Why don't you just sit and ride and enjoy it and let it take you where it takes you? My podcast is everything. It's road stories. It's some of my stand-up. It's revealing things about my family. It's interviews with interesting comedians. It's interviews with uh, scientists. It's everything. It's every podcast in one. If you ever want to tell your friends what Sharp Tongue Podcast is, it's a little bit of everything. Ian Birds. What's the best cure for a sore throat? A dick. A dick with some uh, turmeric on the tip of of it. (laughs) That's my holistic cure. Aaron Matthews. What would George Carlin say about the state of the world today? You know, 
I have said this to myself over and over, and it, Joan Rivers as well. The two huge social c- comics whose voices are missing because they really set the tone for what is going on and what people can laugh at. You know, people are so fucking sensitive now and everyone's so offended. I miss Carlin's logic. I miss Joan Rivers' cutting tongue. I wish they were here today to talk about what's going on because it is fucked up. Daniel Zook, is there any kind of question you refuse to answer going lady? I don't know. Did I read that wrong? Is there any kind of question you will refuse to answer going lady? I don't know what you mean, Daniel, but you can ask me anything and maybe I'll answer it. Maybe I won't. It'll be a surprise for both of us. Comedy Works. Are you excited to headline Comedy Works in Denver this January? Yes, I am. Shout out to the Comedy Works. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's going to be my first time. That's right, guys. I'm going to be at the Denver Comedy Works for Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, the Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Come check it out, (coughs) the 14th, 15th, and 16th. And we're going to have a great time. Smoke some weed, party, hang out. It's going to be lovely. Nicole Peterson is back. What the fuck, Nicole? You're getting kind of (laughs) greedy. Do you think dogs can see ghosts, bitch? I hope not. Are you high right now? Stop. I don't know. I can't. Oh, God. My dog can't even find his toy. So if he's seeing ghosts... I, I, I'm confused at what's going on inside of his retinas. It's like you, he, he literally can't even see the bacon I put run, right underneath his nose, and he's going to be seeing Abe Lincoln. Come on. It's really inconsistent. Blake Sherman, any Netflix recommendations? You always ask me this, Blake. You know, Netflix is kind of lacking for me lately, I'm going to be honest. I've been kind of on a Amazon stint right now, but if you think of anything, let me know. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look in my stock and see what I got. Allison Melly, why no laugh this year? Why no laugh this year? I don't know what that means. Oh, why no laugh Boston? I was there, Allison. I'm going to be there in the spring. I was there for this. Uh, it's Allison. Will you be my Valentine? It's my girl. I'll be at Laugh Boston in the spring. I actually just spoke to Tobin, John Tobin, who runs it, and uh, he's going to get me a date. So Boston will be coming up in the springtime, girl. Mike Clancy, marriage, Q, and A. Marriage, Q, and A's cool? I don't know what that means. Some of y'all sound like you just blasted, uh, did a dab, and and just typed on your computer. Marriage, Q, and A's cool? Yeah, sure. Ask me. Oh, do you want want me to marry you? No, 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 Mike. Yeah, no. uh, I don't, you know, I don't just marry anybody. It's either going to be Stamos or my soulmate, so that's it. Stamos is already married, so I guess it's going to have to be a soulmate. Kayla Van Loven, what are your goals for 2018? Dang, I got a lot of goals. One of which to start saving a lot of money. I want to buy a house or some sort of structure that I can make money off of besides uh, my dispensary and uh, comedy. I also want to maybe settle my life down a little bit more. I also want to hopefully help my dad and get some uh, medical marijuana implemented into his regimen and and hopefully get him feeling good. I also want to continue to work and grow and become a better person and learn my flaws and work on them and not project and um, blame me before I blame anybody else. And I also want to like smoke weed and tequila and wine. Hyphy Hefner. Hyphy Hefner. I mean, these names are ridiculous. Pete Rodriguez, hotness. Eric Kratzer, so cute. Okay. 
Uh, Ian Burns, you realize I'm gutted right now. <laughs> Go for the t-shirt. Ian, I'm sorry. I swear, just message me. I will get you a shirt. Send me a DM, bro. Slide up in my DMs. Ben Heller. All right, all right. I see the bicep. Oh, you guys are commenting on the photo. Let's see. Um, any other questions? No, I think I got a majority of them. There might be one other, maybe a few other here. Nicole Peterson is fucking back. Is regifting a bad idea? I feel bad. I feel like a bad person for even thinking about it. Also, is it bad that I had a dream that I saw you in person and said Happy Weeds Day? I've been listening to all your podcasts in order. I think that may be why. <laughs> regifting is the best idea. You save money and you utilize something that you think is a piece of shit, like slipper socks or a candle that smells like taint. So regift it. Give it to somebody who deserves it. And it's not bad that you saw a dream. It saw me in your dream. I think it's pretty dope. And you said Happy Weeds Day. You're such a delightful dreamer. I'm usually like fisting a teddy bear and crying into a bowl of Fruit Loops that come to life and eat me. My dreams are disasters. So good for you having like a delightful one and being a good person. And thank you for listening to my podcast. I appreciate that. Dennis Ibarra, uh, one of my designers that I work with. Toilet paper, he says. Over or under? Personally, I think you're a knuckle-dragging sewer dweller if you're on team under. I agree. I'm an over TP person. If you're an under TP person, you're dead to me. How about that? Blake Sherman, have you recorded from your seal encounter at the beach? Have you recovered from your seal encounter at the beach? It's funny. I took my dog, Carlin, as I often do, to the beach. It's a peaceful moment for me. I uh, will throw the ball into the ocean. Chaplin and Bunny will chill up on the shore because they're terrified because they're four pounds. But Carlin's such a water dog and we were there last week, and it, it, I saw this creature. I thought it was a Loch Ness fucking monster, and I'm like, this thing is getting closer and closer, and it was a seal or a sea lion. I don't know the difference. I'm not Steve Irwin, and it kept getting closer, and all I could envision was just a video of Carlin being eaten alive by these seals, so we had to keep moving away because they were like, they lo it looked like Carlin. It looked like pit bulls in the ocean. They're like the dogs of the ocean, but they didn't come near us anymore. I was terrified. I was like, are they going to eat my dog? <laughs> So it was fun, though. It was like nature-y. Kayla Van Loven, I love you guys. You guys are so loyal. What's the best part, best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, the best comedy advice I ever received, which has been passed down from a lot of different comedians. The first time I ever heard it was from my ex, Giannis Pappas, who said, you're never as bad as your worst set, and you're never as good as your best, which means don't have so much pressure on yourself and don't give up. And the best life advice is for me that I've learned, especially what's going on in my life right now, is all the small moments make up the bigger picture. So enjoy those little moments. And if you need to take a lot of photos to enjoy them, I recommend that. But it's all in the little moments of life that make life beautiful. And I'm going to end the podcast on that, y'all. Come see me live jessiemay.com for tickets. If you mention this podcast, email me. I will give you free tickets. You can win free tickets to come see me live. I'm only giving out a handful, very limited supply this time for the New Year's Eve show, American Comedy Company in San Diego, December 29th, 30th, and 31st. Also the Denver Comedy Works show. I'm giving out tickets for that. That's going to be for Martin Luther King Jr. weekend and also for my Sketch Fest show, January 26th in San Francisco. As always, live your truth don't be assholes and try and improve yourself and help somebody in need. Life is too short to be a selfish cunt. 
signing off. This is Jesse May. I love all of you. Some of you more than others. You know who you are. Soul Toast for life. Yeah.